Welcome to the Vibrant Family Podcast of FCBC Walnut, where we talk about church as family and family as church. I'm Katie Lee, the Children's Director here, and with me is PT. Hello, Katie. It's been a long time. Yes, this is our episode number four, but we've been off for a little bit. Yeah, it's been a nice summer hiatus. Lots happening. Well, last two shows, we started off with travels when we, we went on vacations. But this time, we're also starting off with travels, but not vacation. Mm. I'm going to let you start. What did you do this summer? Well, this summer, there were a variety of things that happened. In June, there were four of us from pastoral staff that went to Birmingham to attend the SBC annual meeting. And coming away from that, it was a great experience of being able to be taught and to see what is going on in our convention. Uh, but to also be able to come away with some applications, including one that's going to be launched fairly soon uh, through Alice Chin called Caring Well, in which our church is going to prepare ourselves to be able to be a church in a culture in which sexual abuse is handled, addressed, and communicated and resolved in a way that is honoring to God. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that, too, because that is a uh, issue of concern to everyone, especially in our culture today. Absolutely. And sometimes we think it's not happening, but we know in our culture today, there's many things that can happen. We want to be good stewards and good witnesses of the gospel. And then last week, you went somewhere else. I did. I took a day to visit the youth retreat that was happening up in Arrowhead. They were focusing on the topic of apologetics with the speaker, Ryan Polly. And it was a wonderful time together just to be up there with them. Yeah. Did they uh, tire you out? They didn't, uh, although some of them look pretty tired. <laughs> but uh, it, was, uh, it was great being able to sit through the sessions and be able to share meals and, and just be able to be challenged uh, on what it means that our faith actually is grounded in truth and that we don't need to be ashamed of that, but we can also use it then with understanding to engage the culture and to pursue Jesus even better. So how was the response from the youth? Well, I think the youth had a lot to think about. And so as we're going forward, we want to continue to seize opportunities that we have to engage the youth with how they consider and how they articulate their faith as it intersects with the world. I went on a retreat. Yeah, tell me about that. Where'd you go? Well, I actually went to the Young Adult IT retreat. You did? Yeah. Do you think it's weird that I went to a Young Adult retreat? Not at all. But what do you think about it? Well, when I got there, almost everyone said, what are you doing here, Auntie Katie? Oh, no. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, they, they, then they asked me, uh, are you a counselor? Are you helping as a counselor? Sure. So they expect me to be there a certain as a certain role. Yeah. Otherwise, why would you want to come? But I kind of expressly went just to break that kind of barrier of intergenerational. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's a young adult retreat doesn't mean that the rest of the church family doesn't have a place or don't care. Actually, you know, Calvin had asked me a couple of times, oh, do you want to go out to retreat? And I said, no, I don't think so because it's a young adult, right? And he says, no, anybody can go. So I was glad for his attitude of saying, you know, we want intergenerational or we want older people to come. So oh, I took him up on that. And you know what? The team has done a really good job in planning and executing. So I commend them for that, the IT planning team. Well, you know, our church is family culture that we are talking about in this podcast is so that we can interact more intergenerationally. So that we're not just like defined by a role. Like you're, you're, you're a counselor, you're a teacher, you're your older person, so you're a teacher. But more just by defined by more relationships in, a, in God's family. That's kind of what church's family is about, right? Yeah, that's right. So can I ask you this? What was one thing that you enjoyed about going to that retreat? Well, I enjoyed um, the interaction with the young people, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I met people that I did not know. Yeah. I knew most of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew 90s. 90% of them maybe. Okay. And also catch up, um, catch up on some with some of the ones that I hadn't seen for a while mm -hmm. and met some new people. So that was great. I enjoyed it. And now if I see them at church, you know, there's um, 
connection. There's uh, some place to go off of. Yeah. And then that's great because a lot of times in our sanctuary, in our Mac, it's very hard for us even before and after service to be able to meet new people or to be able to spend some time in conversation. So the retreat really helps with that. You know, what I like about young adults is that my children are the same age. And I want to encourage parents who are listening to this. My kids are the age of the IT uh, young adults. Mm -hmm. And so when I go, my personal selfish agenda is I want to learn from them how to treat my adult children. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, even for parents of children, you serve in Awana. Yeah. You're actually learning how your children's friends, what they're like. And you learn to be better parents by getting to other kids, other children of the same age where your children's stage of life is. Yeah. And that's so important because parents are the primary disciple makers in the home. Mm -hmm. And that's where we talk about uh, family as church. That's right. That's all fits in there. Yeah. So now we're in August after taking you know, a little bit of time off. And so for us, children's ministry, student ministry across the board, it's zero month. It's the start of a brand new school year for you us. Know, zero month is kind of a term that I had not heard before until you came, PT. Explain that. Why is it a zero month? Well, you know, it helps to, to have something that prepares for the school year. And so the idea of a zero month is just giving us uh, an intentional value and direction towards the month of August, instead of just seeing it as a time in which, you know, we just kind of widow our thumbs before school starts. And there's so much that we can do, whether it's with counselors retreats and preparing them, or just kind of aligning all of our ministries and having conversations to bring everything together and the connections and everything else. So zero month, if we make the most of it, is actually really wonderful and helpful for us. So you don't just jump right into a transition. Oh, yeah, because we're working with people. They're not just programs that we're running. So we want to make sure that people are in the places where they can follow Jesus the closest that they can and help others to do so. Well, I know with this new school year, you also have some plans for how to engage the parents of the students and the children and youth. Uh, I, I know you have a passion about this. Tell us about it. Yeah, there are. Um, so it's, it's a little things, right? At the end of the day, if the Great Commission commands disciple makers to teach disciples everything that Jesus has taught them and to call them to obedience, and that begins in the home, then we in our homes need to know scripture. So one of the things in which we're going to bring into student ministry is we're going to bring in opportunities for the students along with the counselors and then bringing into home people the chance to memorize scripture. And we're not aiming for like passages at a time, although if that's the bandwidth of your children or of your family, that's great. We praise God for that. But we want to go something simple. Pretty much we just want you guys to memorize one verse a month. And so something like that is where at the end of the school, you can see that there's 10 verses now that I know by heart and that I'm following Christ closer because I hold that to my heart and to my life. So that's one of the things that I'm excited about that's going to be unleashed this year. Yeah. And you learn it together as a community, not just uh, on your own. Yeah. And this will go into turf as well, uh, as we're also looking into what this year is going to look like for us. We just want the whole church family to be engaging with scripture and to the extent that it can connect to Sunday worship, too. We would love to see that happen. Yeah, recently I've been convicted to memorize verses again, too. So I started with um, just, I thought, well, what better place to start than to memorize the words of Jesus? Mm. So I'm starting with John 14. Mm -hmm. Now tell us about your, how this is going to connect also with your doctoral studies. Well, yeah, the doctoral studies. I spent two weeks in Louisville just in the month of July. So it was interesting. It was hot and humid there, but it was a wonderful time of just being there. I took a couple of classes and, and took the time to complete a ministry project proposal that's going to be driving a lot of how things are going to be done in the next two years for me personally and as it connects with church. Uh, but the goal of my ministry proposal is to be able to equip 
family equipping parenting coaches in our church in all three congregations so that they serve as resources. So this, along with what we're putting together this year of having grade level parents coming to represent every single grade and connecting the parents is a next step forward so that the parents in the home are partnering with the church and the counselors to disciple the students together. So that is your um, research. Yes, that will be what my research will be on. And how this group of coaches will be equipped will be through a a series of of sessions on a variety of topics that are most pertinent to them to be able to both disciple the children in their home or and or to equip other parents to do so. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, great. Thank you. Looking forward to how we can engage our parents more into the disciple making and also influence other parents. Yeah, and I'm so thankful that in so many ways our ministries at church are already all going in this direction. So I'm glad to be able to contribute by adding another catalyst. So anything else specifically that you're looking forward to this year? Well, I am looking forward to all the ways in which we can continue to grow as church's family. And so I'll go ahead and cover that another time. But I want to ask you, what are some of the things as you're looking forward to this year that you're excited about? Well, I am looking to afford to our classrooms getting new flooring. Hopefully. No way. Yes, that's a supposed new flooring? to happen next week. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Wow, that means we're going to have to move stuff around, don't we? We're going to have to move a lot and clean up. I like the idea of cleaning up junk. <laughs> and, you know, the environment can hinder or promote teaching and learning. It's mm. like, you know, you want your house to be nice and you go home and you feel comfortable in there. Same way with our church. So I think for a teaching environment for the children, for the upstairs, Having new flooring will make everybody excited. You know, starting the new year, we get new floor. And hopefully that will also drive them into studying the Bible. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Anything else you're looking forward to for this coming year? Well, I'm also really excited about the job team, our Joy Overflow group that's ministers to the special needs population of our church. Mm. I'm excited because we have a team of seven now who are official officers of the church. And uh, they are working on developing ministry towards uh, children with special needs, um, attending to the one-on-one, now we don't, we call them one-on-one helpers. Now mm-hmm. we're, they are, now we have a really nice name. Oh, yeah. They're called buddies. Buddies? Yeah. Everyone wants a buddy. I know. And well, I think great. that really describes what this uh, helper does for the child. Mm-hmm. He's, be there as a buddy. Yeah. To come alongside. Yeah. So developing that a little bit more to minister to the children in a much more holistic and, and, and helpful way, connecting with the parents, how we can better serve the whole family. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so great to see disciple making happening on so many levels. So it's wonderful for you to share that. Well, it's something that people normally don't think about. You think about, oh, you look at the church and you see all the big people, small people, but you don't see the ones who are really being taken care of, especially by a buddy. Mm-hmm. And there are not too many of them. You know, actually, we have about, um, I would say about six or seven children with special needs. Yeah. So actually, it's not a small group, uh, but you don't normally see them. Yeah. So I'm excited that I hope that this ministry God will use to develop in our church. It really grows our heart for people who need special attention. Yeah. And we're just so appreciative for the new officers and the new leadership mm-hmm. that's coming up to take this mantle further. Well, how about for you? You said there's something else you want to mention? Well, um, this year, as we're wrapping up the year, one of the things I'm actually super excited about as well, if we're thinking church's family, is that we're going to be going through a new series in Sunday school about the Baptist faith and message. Again, connecting what we know from God's word to how we apply it, as well as how we can share it and equip and teach other people with it. And so this will be a team taught 
efforts with pastors and deacons. And so I'm really excited about this because even though our church, FCBC Walnut, is affiliated with the SBC, which is why we were at the annual meeting, many of us are not familiar with the connection to the Baptist faith and message, or are we familiar with the articles that are in the Baptist faith and message? But this is our statement of faith that we mm-hmm. share with the other 43,000 churches that collaborate together. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for this to be what we're going to focus on for the second half of the year in our intergenerational hub in Sunday school, where we could build relationships, get to know one another and be deeper with each other before we go to corporate worship. So I want to invite you guys to come 915 at Ibarra in the NPR where we're starting this journey together that just began in August. So even though the curriculum may seem to be very basic, but you're going to go deeper into the nuances of the Baptist faith and message and also building through that, studying together as a community and growing deeper in our relationships. Yes. Well, what's definitely come out uh, going to come out is there, there's going to be uh, more clarity and understanding because even doctrines that are basic in terms of uh, fundamental there's still depth to them as it is rooted in scripture. Uh, but then also there's certainly going to be FCBC one distinctives that come out as we have our own teachers that, that communicate uh, the sessions. And, and then finally, we hope to be able to include a disciple making application in each session. So we, what are you going to do with this knowledge that you have or this understanding of this article that you have? Uh, so we're including that into our sessions as well. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be practiced within the community of uh, students among each other. Mm-hmm. I would encourage uh, everyone to pray for your Sunday school teachers. Sometimes people come to Sunday school, children, youth, all levels. You know, they say, oh, the class is boring. Mm. Well, you know what? Uh, Have you prayed for your Sunday school teacher? Have you prayed for your pastors? So I would encourage our church family as as you're listening to this, pray for your Sunday school teachers. Pray for the teachers, pastors, and deacons who will be teaching that Baptist faith and message lessons in their Mm -hmm. adult class. Pray for the children, Sunday school teachers, Mm -hmm. nursery on up. You know, the the children's team, youth team, they're there every Sunday teaching. And yeah. it does get tiring. I mean, it does. Yeah. Uh, so pray for them, for God to give them strength and the wisdom and to have an engaging lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about all we are covering today, PT. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to our next podcast. What do you think we've been talking about? There's so much we can talk about. So we'll just leave the listeners guessing. Okay. But, you know, we also invite our listeners to contact us if there's any Thing that you would like us to talk about, any mm-hmm. questions you have, we mm-hmm. would love to engage your thoughts and questions. You can email to socialmedia at fcbcwalnut.org, or you can also feel free to contact PT and I directly at terrence at fcbcwalnut.org or katie at fcbcwalnut.org. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, great to see you again.